Hello, America. It's Friday. Okay, we we have uh, an interesting place we find ourselves, and that is we don't know what's true. We don't know what the actual facts are. We may be being manipulated yet again. Then again, it might actually be happening because the world is insane. We're talking about the the alleged little seven-year-old boy here in Texas that is being forced to be a little girl by the mother. And the father will fight, and it's an emotional case. Well, we have some new information uh, that we're struggling to kind of piece together here today, and I think you need to know about it. I don't know what it means yet. But before we go there, we want to take you back to the 1980s, to something that was done on Saturday Night Live that we used to find funny. Today, you'd be yelled at. Today, you'd be ostracized if you laughed at this bit. And it all revolves exactly around the case here in Dallas, Texas. We go there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to take you back into the 1980s. This is when Phil Hartman was still alive. This is, this is when Saturday Night Live was still funny and good uh, and reflected uh, real comedy. They weren't trying to make any points. They were just taking crazy stuff and showing you, eh, this is crazy, and we're all laughing at this because it's crazy, right? Here it is with Phil Hartman playing a doctor who is delivering children, and he's he continues to deliver only girls. And the press is there in the hospital as Bill Murray and his wife, what's her name uh, in this sketch? Victoria uh, Jackson. Jackson, right? yeah. yeah sure. uh, that's, the, that's the mom. Bill Murray is the father. And they have yet another girl. And this doctor only delivers girls. And so the other voice that you'll hear is the voice of the press. Yeah, the t- it's a Time magazine reporter. Magazine. Just again, show you how much magazine. things have changed. Okay. Yeah. So here it is. Listen to this. I love girls. <laughs> See, Ted really wants a boy. This is our eighth try. We'll try again. No, no more. <laughs> Doctor, will this one need that operation? Yes, I'm afraid so. What operation is that, Doctor? Well, every now and then, a little girl is born with a penis and testicles. And, of course, they have to be removed and reshaped. It's, it's quite routine. Five of our seven daughters have had this operation. Doctor, what percentage of the babies that you deliver need this operation? Oh, I'd say... 48, 49, 50, 51 percent in that area. Doctor, here are the reports you wanted. Oh, thank you, Louise. Just file them. Now, this is a nurse and in a dress. Louise, one of the first clearly a guy with a beard. Louise had a big date last night. How'd it go? Same old problem. Well, don't worry, and thanks, Doctor. Goodbye. Nice to meet you, man. Bye, Doctor. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, Ted. 
Buck up. A son is a son till he takes a wife. But a daughter's a daughter all of her life. God bless you and your work, Dr. Hawkins. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, doctor, uh, I gotta leave early today. My electrolysis appointment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, of course. Louise, anything you want. Thank you, doctor. Well, another little girl. Can you believe it? Dr. Hoffords, can't you see what you're doing here? I mean, the 48 to 51 percent, they're, they're not girls, they're little boys. You have mutilated over 2,000 little boys. Mutilated. To the music here. No, they weren't boys. They were little girls trapped in little boys' bodies. Holy cow, have we changed. Listen to the Twilight Zone kind of spooky, pull-the-face-off kind of music Mm -hmm. in the background. And the laugh line, the punchline of the joke is there little Little boys boys trapped trapped in little girls' bodies. Or little girls trapped in little boys' bodies. Sorry, yes. And then uh, you pointed it out, mutilated. That's how they referred to it. And the press had their mouth open. Mm Mm-hmm. This woman, if you if you were watching on the blaze, you saw that clip, and she had her mouth open the whole time. This is today, except nobody is standing there going, uh, "Don't you know you're mutilating kids?" It is legitimately, you know, our society has turned into a Saturday Night Live sketch. That's where we are, they, and now Saturday Night Live would never. Oh my sketch. gosh! No, of course not. No, they would apologize for that sketch. I be- I would we not be surprised. We should put it out and force them to apologize for this. Because <laughs> you're right, they will apologize. They will apologize. They'll pull it off all the DVDs. They'll make sure it's not on the internet. As soon as this thing gets word that this is out there, you know they're going to do everything they can to. Cover We're going to post up. this today. We want you to post it and demand an apology <laughs> from NBC because they will. They will. They'll apologize. Well, they won't apologize to us because they'll know. But if there was a, somebody's got to come up with Mitt Romney, come up with some Twitter handle where you, Pierre Delecto, where you are, you're a you're a gay Frenchman, mm-hmm. and uh, you want a transgendered Frenchman woman, mm-hmm. them, and you demand an and apology. you demand an apology. Look, I mean, things do change over thirty years, but I mean, it is. It, because of the pace that we go at with these news cycles, you lose track of how fast these things do change. I mean, that, that, now that's 30 years ago. I mean, uh, you know, that's a, that's a decent amount of distance. But these things, these were jokes that were made much more recently than that. And that's just a big example because that is the, the, the billboard show for the left to mock culture, right? This is the thing. The left, not us, not the right, the left thought was funny back then and now we're at the point where if you were to say those things you'd lose your show you're canceled that's that's a cancel culture moment right there you're done if you run that sketch today uh, no if phil hartman weren't dead he yeah. could lose his job today yeah. for doing that 30 mm-hmm. years ago that's a good point you're right you're right oh my gosh and that is that's absolutely incredible now i will say it wasn't great supporting evidence that the show was funny at the time because it's yeah. not exactly a hilarious <laughs> sketch. But the point is there. You can see. I mean, it no, does. it's not funny. It wasn't as funny then. It's hysterical today I, yeah. because that's really what's going on. 
that wasn't that wasn't popular. You, it was funny, but it it didn't connect to the culture because only a few people were saying something that crazy. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, it was it was too outlandish. It was too outlandish. Yeah. So so now you so now you have it, and now it's both tragically sad and hysterical. It would be hysterical if people felt comfortable to laugh, but they don't. You run that same script. Right now, that same thing, and you put that on Saturday Night Live, I don't think you would have the crowd laugh. I think you'd have very uncomfortable laughter and you and would groaning. have and groaning and people like looking around like, is this what is happening? Oh, if I mean, per- particularly the mutilated line, if you were to say you're mutilating kids by cutting off their genitals well, and reshaping them yesterday, right? Yesterday on this program, I was talking about genital mutilation. Yeah. We we have such a problem with genital mutilation that happens in the Middle East, yet this is fine. Yeah. This is, is genital mutilation. If you called that genital mutilation today, not only would they the, the whole audience would groan in New York City, but they would also, I bet you'd have three or four people stand up and start screaming and protesting and walking out and rushing the stage. You know what I mean? You'd have the moment where... Uh, they, you know, well, they only always do this to Democratic presidential candidates when they're not quite liberal enough, and they go up and they take their microphones and start speeches, and then the, you know, Bernie Sanders just kind of slumps into the background. <laughs> that whole thing uh, that would happen on Saturday Night Live. It's crazy. Long okay, distance. all right. So I want to take I want to take a break because now we have to take you to Dallas because if you thought that story of the father defending the son was crazy, it's about to get. More crazy. And we'll give that to you here in uh, one minute. All right. So I have some questionable news for you. I don't want to make a judgment on this, but I would suggest that we all slow down. Now, there is a gag order. The guy was supposed to be on with us yesterday. And it it was curious to me that this was happening in Dallas, and he was not on Dallas uh, radio or Dallas, uh, you know, a a show like ours based in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first thing that I asked Stu, and he didn't, I didn't even have to finish the sentence. We both said, why is this on RT? If... If you know anything about RT, that is a Russian news agency. And that was the one that first brought it out. And I thought, why is this not on Dallas or Fox News or Fox News first? And then RT picks it up. How did RT get this story? It's Russian. Okay. So we've been looking into it. We've been trying to get him on the phone. We've been trying to get her on the phone. The attorneys won't come on uh, either. Now, things changed. He was supposed to be on with us today, but apparently things changed because there was a gag order put on yesterday in court. But I want to show you a, a document that one of our producers, actually one of our producer's wife, uh, <laughs> Mike, his wife has been fascinated by this. So Mike's the wife? This is a, no, Mike's modern, wife. modern society yeah. is What's interesting. The There's no yeah. question. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and so they've been kind of digging into it and digging into it and went in and got the court documents that are available. 
And uh, this document is the findings of facts by the court. Okay, this is not the the charges. These are the things the courts found as findings of facts. So it goes into they were married on this date, blah, blah, blah. Respondent induced petitioner into marriage by fraud. That was the case. That was her case. Uh, This was a fraudulent marriage from the beginning. And these are the findings of fact that led the court to go, yep. Before the marriage, lied to petition, uh, petitioner about former marriages, lied about former relationships, lied about his education. Respondent misled petitioner about being a professor by having sent uh, mail sent to him as Professor Younger. Uh, before the marriage, lied to the petitioner about being a teacher at the University of North Texas. Before the marriage, respondent lied to petitioner about his service in the Marines. Oof. Uh, lied about his military experience in the army, uh, lied about his prior income and earnings, uh, lied about his sources of income, about his debt, lied, um, uh, failed to disclose extensive student loans. Um, he lied about working for a Fortune 500 company, lied about his employment, lied about his unemployment, uh, lied about not taking uh, unemployment compensation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then it just, it just keeps going on and on and on. Then it talks about the petitioner and respondent had two children, uh, James Damon Younger and Jude Daniel Younger, boys born May 7th, 2012. They're collectively in this document now known as the boys. Okay, so this couple had two boys. However, the wife had two prior children, Zoe and Sydney, they're called girls in this matter for the court. Um, okay, so then it goes into child support that he was in arrears and blah, 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 blah. Children, respondent engaged in inappropriate and hurtful treatment of the girls. Now, again, these are the uh, facts and conclusions of the law. Uh, respondent engaged in inappropriate and hurtful treatment of the girls. The girls were good, sweet, hardworking, well-mannered children. Respondent forced the girls to do plank push-ups for extended periods of time while reading the house rules until the girls cried. Respondent would lock the girls down in their room and remove all their possessions from their rooms and would not let them participate in family activities. Respondents would put the girls in silent treatment and they could not talk until spoken to for many, many days. Respondent's actions caused harm to the girls. One of the girls developed a suicide plan. The other girl was cutting herself. Based in large uh, his treatment of the girls, petitioners asked respondent to move out of the residence. Both girls improved after he moved out. Respondent lied to the petitioner about the girls. The girls had a very good, safe, healthy relationship with the boys. Um, Respondent failed to uh, co-parent. Petitioner made attempts, blah, 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 blah. So we now know, and this is... I hate I hate this, but every Disney movie is accurate uh, when it comes to the evil stepmother or, you know, they don't ever use the the evil stepfather. Um, But the when you bring someone in to your family, it is more likely uh, than not that those kids will be abused in some way or another, neglected or abused. The numbers go through the roof on abuse a lot of times. uh, And it's not always, 
but a lot of times. So you're saying higher than the normal levels. Yes. Okay. Yes. If if you have a step parent in, especially a guy with girls, the odds of abuse goes through the roof. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that. Um, but, you know, obviously it does create a dynamic of family of that, you know, it's a massive change. I mean, I, you know, my, I had divorced when I was uh, young, my parents divorced, and it, it does change a lot of things in your life, right? I mean, it's certainly nothing like we're talking about here, um, but it does get to a point where, you know, you're shaken as a kid and you're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in the world, right? So, you know, so, he said, she said, um, but it is not a clear cut case. And again, uh, we should have said this from the day one because we said it to each other. Why is RT the lead on this story? Um, we don't know what's going on, but I urge you to slow down and wait for some more facts on this story. This is the Glenbeck We don't know, though. We don't know. Fascinating. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Bill O'Reilly's coming up in just a second. Pat Gray joins us. We are just going over this story in Texas, and I want to make it really clear. It doesn't matter what or if any of the stuff we told you about from this, this document that we got from the court records, it doesn't matter if this guy lied his face off and is a total dirtbag. If mom is still trying to transition a seven-year-old, I believe even if the seven-year-old says, I want to be a girl, mm-hmm. you don't do it. It should be illegal. You, mm-hmm. you right. should. It's, it's mutilation of and children. And if he's an abuser and she wants to transition the kid, the kid should go to a third party. I don't know right. who. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, is there anybody sane in the family? So we don't know. There's we don't nothing, know. There's nothing in the court records here that show that. Um, uh, that now this is for the annulment. Okay, it wasn't even a divorce. It was annulment. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and it's a. Uh, it is After one, eight years of marriage, weren't yeah. they married for eight years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you get an annulment after eight years? Uh, when you when you make the case that she was making, apparently so. Mm. I mean, because she her case is basically the only reason, not the only reason, but a large part of the reason they got married was what she who she believed he was, mm. and then later found out. Like for she example, found out he was a he said that he worked for Fortune five hundred companies. He was in the Marines. He was also in the Army, which is kind of a weird kind of a weird thing. Uh, but Marines and Army, and he was a super friend. Which is pretty interesting. He was a part of the Super, super friend? Friends. Yeah, that was the group of uh, superheroes that lived in the Hall of Justice. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was there for about six years. Well, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. She thought that he worked at the University of Texas. Uh, as North a prof- Texas, yeah. North Texas as a, uh, as a professor. None of these things were true. And the court, by the Except way. Except for the Super Friends. Yeah, that, that is true. He okay. yeah, worked with Wonder Woman closely. But there was a situation <laughs> where... Um, well, I think that's impressive. I thought so, too. Yeah. Well, I until guess you huh. find out it's not the real Wonder Woman. It's the one oh. that was... It was Superman who transitioned to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it was weird to see Superman who could strange. fly, yet flying an invisible plane. Why, <laughs> you would ask. But The court found these things that he did lie about. One of them, though, was this professor thing. And just think of the extent you're going to. What the court found mm-hmm. was that he said, he told his girlfriend at the time, hey, I'm a professor at North Texas University. Which, again, like I'm not, no knock on North Texas. But I mean, if I'm lying about a professorship, I'm going bigger than that. I'm going Ivy League, right? Yeah. I, that's where I'm going. Uh-huh. But okay, North Texas. So North Texas, he's a professor there. And he goes to the extent of not just telling her that, 
but then gets mail sent to him that says Professor Younger, right? So it looks like he is a professor, and he's not actually a professor. That if if that again, could the court be totally lying? Could the court have totally screwed this up? All those things are possible, but the court found that to be fact. And if that's true, that is an, an incredible extent to lie. And my yet- my concern about this case is <clears throat> the only real thing we have to believe that this mom is trying to transition the boy is the dad's word on Russia Today. Right? Like, and, and, I, and that does not and mean it's places. not... And, and yeah, he's gone other places since. But th- that does not mm-hmm. mean that it hasn't doesn't happen. But you just want to be careful because we all know that if this story is true, a seven-year-old should not be transitioning. I think it should be illegal. We have age limits too. on mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Yep. Uh, and this seems to be a, a rational one. On the other side of that... We don't want to jump on the on the side of, of a questionable case to try to prove our point, because if it does get disproved, and again, if it's coming from Russia today, it makes you nervous. If it does get disproved, then that hurts the entire uh, larger all, all argument. All of it. All right? of it. And, you know, so we all I, like there's no question that if even if he lied about all this crap and she's trying to transition a little boy into a little girl at seven years old, I'm a hundred. I don't I don't care about any of that. But well, I'm no, nervous no, no, no. that we wait, don't wait, have wait, real wait, fact wait, wait. on it yet. It was easier. It was easier yesterday to say, "Oh man, this mom, this child should be kept with dad." Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the only thing that's changed is where does this child go? Wasn't he? If he is telling the truth about transition, and mom really wants to transition, now the complication has come in where you can't give that child to him because he is completely, uh, uh, you know, com- completely uh, ill-equipped to be a, to be this child's but dad. But wasn't he given the executorship yesterday? He was uh, he was yeah, given the the co. ultimate. Yeah, he was. But he, he's he can, the decider now. Is right? he the decider? He has. They have equal voice. So if one of them, they have to basically agree on equal something voice. like that. Yeah. So that he would be able to veto it essentially. Which, by the way, mm. is, is is not a bad situation. No, that's good. Yeah. Um. You know, if that's the way it ends, that's the way it ends. Though I, I mean, we still have to figure it out. We might find out tomorrow that the kid's been carrying around prescriptions for puberty blockers, and and then the story will go back to the way we thought it was. It's just you want to make sure. That you don't, you know, like there's when you have big things like this, we know this going back from court cases going way back in the day. The first was it the first um, uh, black woman on a bus that was going to protest? Yeah, it it wasn't Rosa Parks. No, it was someone else. But they didn't like her backstory enough. It was, you know, they were worried she she'd get attacked in the press. And she was young. She was young. young. She was pregnant Mm -hmm. or she had a child out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. And at that time they were like. Nobody is going. She is not a good face. Not the right face for this. For Rosa this. Parks was correct, and that's you know the big reason we remember that. Now that was a totally justified case, and would have also been justified if it was the the woman with the more questionable background. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have made a difference in real life, but we know how these things get used. You just want to make sure that and look. Want to make sure that you're 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 standing with fact. You're also mm-hmm. wanting to be sure, and I'm I'm extra vocal on this because Russia today 
was the way everyone first saw this. Mm-hmm. So if Russia today, that, that we know they are trying to feed misinformation. What if we could also get Al Jazeera confirmation on it, though? <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we want to make sure that, I mean, because you're like, we all would say, how come CNN and ABC isn't on it? Well, they're not on it because that's not what they believe. Right. This is not mm-hmm. this is a not a popular story for them. There's no outrage, generally speaking, in their audience, so they're not. But you would think Fox would be on it. Yeah, I think Fox has been on. They've this covered story. it a They've little bit. They've covered it. Mm-hmm. They've covered it. But the the right or the left has not. So the left will cover this if it's not exactly the way everybody says it is. Yeah, and they will use it not to discredit the dad or anybody else, but to discredit the right. Yeah. And look, they, there are many, many instances where the larger issue, as in this case, is very black and white, but the specific instance isn't so black and white. Right. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. We, we, right. I mean, that doesn't mean we don't try to find the truth about it. Doesn't doesn't change the overall argument as to whether it's OK to transition seven year olds. Uh, but we just want to make sure that everything's uh, buttoned up. When you're tweeting, when you're put, talking about this, you need to say, I don't know if we should believe the father, but if this is happening... It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. And the good thing here is that the court case yesterday, there was a late development in that, uh, as as we kind of uh, were talking about off the air, where there's they've now reversed the situation where she would be able to make this decision on her own. So now it would have to have the dad's approval. So if it was going to happen, now it should be theoretically blocked. And you wonder if that means that the stuff that we have is finding a fact from the state. Uh, you know, because one of the things I had a problem with is, are, you're kidding me, a judge in this state? A judge in this state? Um, and so that may be, I mean, I'd like to see, how do you give a guy like this a vote in the child's life if this mm-hmm. is the way he really is and she's just this saintly, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it, it's it's a horse apiece. It's uh, always a horse apiece. Right, and there's no reason to believe she's this saintly per- perfect no, person there's either. There's no, there's just, it's so fast, we don't have enough of the evidence, and, it's, you know, there's very little evidence that any of this is happening other than him saying it on Russia Today, right. which is not and a, ideal. Just, wow. I mean, don't have to say it again, but. If it is happening, I don't care if both of I don't care if it's Mother Teresa and Pope John Paul are the parents. Shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't shouldn't be, be happening. happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So it would be weird if it was Pope John Paul because that uh, because there's rules around. You know, that. Yeah, there's. I mean, I dead mean, people got... don't normally. Yeah. Take care of children. It's hard to be active. Uh, is that so, what the yeah. rule is? Yeah, that's the they rule. Can't normally yeah. celebrate. You know yeah. what? That's probably it's true. Weird. Too. Yeah. <laughs> they don't usually take Not care normally. of children. Normally, no. Yeah. No. It gets more and more <laughs> difficult in death. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. It does. That's parenting. Yeah. It parenting really for does. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to the uh, Mercury One Ball this uh, weekend. Am I excited? Yes, you bet. I am. There's no, you know, the, the nice thing about this one is, what was it? Two years ago, we did armadillo ref- races. I do. Yeah, it was that. two years. Ago. And they had they had us do them. And the first thing the guy said was, "By the way, we've checked <laughs> these. That. We've checked these. There's no chance of getting leprosy from them." 
We're like, wait okay. a minute. Wait, uh, we, we didn't know. We didn't know mean? there was a chance of that. <laughs> so Pat and I are standing like 14 feet away from the armadillos. <laughs> I did not want to touch that thing. No, yeah. and you know who did? Jeffy. Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy like, had put his tongue on, his... on the back of the yeah. thing to make it move. <laughs> Jeffy had that thing on his chest, licking his face. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I want my lips to fall off. And then the armadillo filed a Me Too complaint. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the armadillo that died yeah. shortly after the race. Wow, this one does have leprosy. How did that happen? It did before the event. By the way, if you want to join us at the M1 Ball, you can uh, still get your tickets at uh, mercuryone.org slash ball. There's lots of ways for you to participate. You don't have to, you don't have to come. Uh, we have an online auction and everything else. And you can watch it this year for the first time. Mercury One slash M1 Ball. So does that mean, like, if there are, the drinks are flowing, it may be on camera? Is that... No, it'll definitely be on camera, but we've strategically placed the cameras so you won't know you're on camera. So what you're saying is I need to change the way I behave at this event. Is that was that what no, you're? No, actually, okay. no. Uh, uh-uh. for I, my fu- for the future of my Stu, family. I'm only saying uh, this. my family, my my well being, my my job. Yeah, yeah. I'm only saying the camera thing for the audience. They oh. think they'll be able to watch it. You're fine. Oh, okay, good, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Nobody gonna be watching. Line up the shots. So yeah, mm. yeah. Just be who you you. Welcome to the uh, program. So glad that you have uh, joined us. It is Friday. Bill O'Reilly joins us here in uh, just a second. We have a guest in our studio. I just, I know there's a lot of fans of Daryl and Carlo who used mm-hmm. to work at KLIF uh, and uh, then in uh, Phoenix and uh, haven't seen him in a long time. It's good to see you, Daryl. Good to have you. Um, we have Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. I do want to, and I also have some economic news, but it's Friday. I mean, do you really? Yeah. There's some really disturbing things, and they're global. They're not necessarily, and there's something that's happening in Russia that I think we should be aware of. I'm going to interrupt you right now to ask about Katie Hill naked photos. Yes. Because that's, yes. it is Friday. Have you seen the, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, if you want to see the photos, you have to go to the British press because nobody in America, it's all banned. You can't see it. Wait, would they do this if it were Jeff Sessions? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they yeah, should. They should. They should, they should ban but they all wouldn't. Jeff they wouldn't. Sessions naked photos. I'm totally with them on that. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to say that she's wearing, she has like a Nazi tattoo, no. which I don't think is true. No, wait, wait, wait. I want to do something that the left would never do for us. Mm-hmm. That's not a tattoo that is necessarily Nazi. It's biker gang. She's trying to be a tough chick, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people who are not Nazis have that tattoo. I don't know any of them, Yeah. Uh, but people can have the Iron Cross. You need to have the Nazi symbol in the center, which yeah. I don't think she has. So it, she's not a Nazi. But there's multiple staffers that she seems to be with. She uh, does seem to be doing, you know, smoking pod, doing a bong of some sort uh, in the photos. Bottom line here, and this is an important thing for everyone to know, um, there are about five people in the world that should take naked photos of themselves. Yeah. Uh, she is not one of them. I am not one of them. You, Glenn, are also not one of them. Hey, I'm listening well, in my car. Me. Am I one of them? No, you're not one of them. <laughs> Unless you happen I to think be this is fat shaming. This is, I think you're fat it's shaming. It's shaming of the horrible human body except for like five people on Earth. If you're a Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret model and you're in your car and you're saying, well, should I take naked photos? Yes, you're one of the five. Even, even if you're like an athlete of some sort, 
Yeah. Maybe. 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 But you know Maybe. what? Let's lose the body issue of ESPN magazine or whatever that is where all the all the, the athletes come out and they pose naked and we're supposed to say, well, the human body is beautiful. No, it isn't. It's awful. <laughs> Get There's five people on earth where it's beautiful and everyone else looks like crap. Right. This is a lesson for all of us. Just because you have a camera on your phone doesn't mean you have to point it at your junk. I, doesn't you know, mean I you have to be know. without clothes. I honestly don't know who thinks that's a good idea. I and I don't mean just like, hey, they could use this against me. I mean, man, that looks good. Yeah, exactly. That body part looks great. Again, like you look at Katie Hill in normal. So she's a perfectly fine looking person. It, but it's like it's just not a complimentary thing. It just doesn't work for human beings. I mean, this is why dogs have. And you fur. know, she didn't. <laughs> and she didn't take. She didn't take the photo. If somebody no. is there in the room and I'm completely naked and they got their camera pointed at me, I'm like, "What are you nuts? Stop!" She was posting them on 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 sites I, to solicit more activity. I know this and is not sane. Isn't it weird how the media is treating this? Mm. Is-